Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we are here with Lori and Julia. Looks like a button got pushed there. My apologies. It is Tuesday. How is it going over there, guys? Button, button. Who has the buttons? We don't know anything uh, unless we hear that suburb song. Yes, the suburb like, song is not there right now. It so. isn't. All right, fine. I had it. I just accidentally pushed play, which brought us into our commercial break. So you guys talk while I fix up the mistake I just made. Sorry about the on-air right. production. It sounds um, you know, a lot of stuff that I clearly know nothing about over on that side of the bench. Yeah, it's not And Julia is trying to find out something on this side of the bench. I am. And okay. I am just uh, sitting here waiting for someone to give me the finger. And I mean, go. The finger, not you the finger. You can go. Finger. I got a little story to tell us about your little no. dent. No? no. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to, but let's just say let's I just had say- a very intense flashback to sixth grade and getting filling. <laughs> Um, Julia, I had to get what's called the deep dental clean, um, because I've got a short gum line, as they say in the teeth business. On what's my bottom, on bottom teeth, in the back. What's in the front? Who knows? Oh. Lipstick, possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But anyway, I mean, I'm under nitrous oxide. Well, I'm having this. four shots in my jaw, and you're plugged into. I I bet they had to die. Oh no! I brought in my own earplugs. I had sunglasses on. I I can't remember if I had a blanket on. It could have been a Seinfeld episode. I'm like, I can't handle any air. Um, I can't handle cold water. So it needs. This is why she doesn't like ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what a. Anyway, but um. she she looked at me and she said, "Oh, she said that's all right." I said, "I'm sorry. I am being worse than like a four or five year old going." To the dentist for the first time. I'm just having such um, vivid memories of my first cavity grant. Oh. The, the dental students were Air Force dental students, you know, working their way <laughs> through the Air Force and dental school. Yes, I've had a, a friend of mine do free dental work while she went through school. And um, she did a great job, but it's always dicey. You never know what you're going to get. Yes, and this is in the dinosaur days of dentistry <laughs> as an older, younger person. I yes. can just tell yeah, you that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And uh, anyway, but it wasn't really as bad as I thought, but I have to report back for the other side. Okay, I... Okay, but you're here. I'm here. My that job, was so nice of you. I did it at 8 a.m. because, Julia, <laughs> we've had the dental appointments where we've had like you know we haven't been able to talk by showtime grant no we, yeah. we did it's been more like hard. a botox thing yeah. no actually that was totally one day we had um this is 15 years at ago least we both put um some fillers in our lips and neither of us could talk because between the filler <laughs> and the extra block oh. um that we had no no lips come away and we never did it again no. Grant. it was so <laughs> no, it was uh, traumatic yeah okay so i want to let people know so there's been a little bit confusing confusion over our book club event at book club restaurant um on tuesday it's a week from today it's a week from today there are places still available so if you right now i think the easiest thing is either go to the book club restaurant facebook page or go to um the book Go to Facebook, Lori Julia, because okay. I'm going to post it right now. So, um, William Kent Kruger, who is 
a local treasure and a national treasure and an an amazing author of he's got standalone books that have changed our lives or Neri Grace mm-hmm. and um his Cork O'Connor. Uh, O'Connor series. He's just a wonderful writer, but he is our he is our special guest that night. Yes. And you're gonna wanna come and um go and sign up today. People are kind of confused because it says it's part of a lottery and then they get qualified right away. Just go sign up and come. Okay. There is limited seating, but there is still space available today. Go sign up with your friends and we'll see what happens. It's going to be at the book club restaurant. Food, books, conversation, some nice fundraising. Is it it's like 6.30? It starts, it starts. It's from 6 to 9. And okay. it's it was so much fun last time with Lorna. We really hope that you can sign up and join us. So I'm just going to share... Um, that again on the Lori Julia Facebook page okay. for the information because it's just so lovely. He's yeah. so lovely. He's you won't want to miss it. We're so we feel so I was honored. confused even reading the email about yeah. this. So just yeah. yeah, it's a little confusing, a little different. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm sending it right now. Not yeah. your normal procedure. But yeah. yes. All right, and we're having a book on today. So the book club, the restaurant, we'll be plugging them uh, mm-hmm. for your uh, free appetizer. Uh, if you go there, mention the Logi Book Club, because we're having uh, the woman who got the okay from Ian Fleming's family to, you Kim know, there Shirley. were only 11 Bond n- novels ever written. I think 11 or 12 okay. that Ian Fleming wrote. So all these movies have either been from the books themselves or script written, you know, loosely based on a plot from one yeah. of those books. So she's, this is the first of a trilogy of novels. James Bond is missing. What are the other M5, you know, agents? Is it M5? There's M, I thought there was in the book, I thought I saw M09. Yeah, yeah they're all yeah, Yes, yes, yes. Different yes. names. And they're looking for Bond. No one has seen him for two years. Wow. What a like! What a way to dive into a great franchise, but with a unique touch. Yes, and it's bringing all this modern day stuff that wasn't in Ian Fleming's, even though they had some cool in the movie. You know, the the director or whoever is script writing it, they throw in some stuff. But Kim's done a really great job of like she's got some very smart high tech stuff in there that makes the espionage of it all seem. So believable. So I'm like, if they're looking for new source material for the movie, Kim's writing it. I mean, this double or nothing could be a movie. Oh, oh. I know. And, and it ends on a huge cliffhanger. That's cool. And I mean, wouldn't I, it be I'm, fun to go watch a Bond movie where Bond isn't there, but you see everything else that goes well, on around him outside of his character? Did anyone see the last Bond yeah. movie? I right, did not, that we no. can't really talk right, about. Right, but the thing is with Bond is that each Bond is set in its own time, its own universe. So Bond, because of Daniel Craig not playing Bond, that doesn't mean ne- that doesn't mean Bond is you oh, know no. Bond forever. No, Bond will never be gone. No. Yeah, yeah, That's... yeah, yeah. But they have this fresh now uh, take on it. Yeah, because Ian Fleming, I mean, he died young, nineteen fifty six or something 64. like that, or sixty four. Yeah, he was fifty six so. years old. So uh, anyway, I'm kind of excited to talk to her. So good job on whoever contacted you for this book. Um, this, you know what I mean? You. Is that you? Should I thank you? you probably should. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah, really? Why bother? <laughs> I can't talk today because when I came in, I do, was given a list of things I'm not allowed to talk about today. Oh, my gosh. So we don't even have to talk. Yeah. We don't have to talk. Lori's talking the whole show. But I'm <laughs> super excited. After our book, at 430, we've got Kelly coming in to talk all about 
the Minneapolis International Film Festival, which is kicking off this uh, on the 12th. And there's so many great movies and some really fun local ones. Mm-hmm. But the Mary Tyler Moore movie is going to premiere, a Bill Pola movie. It's all happening later. We got a full starts sh- tomorrow. Is that tomorrow the That's 12th tomorrow already? That's tomorrow the 12th. Yeah, the days are clip-clopping along now that we're in April. Oh, lordy, lordy. We'll be back. <laughs> Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. The topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money. If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Tressler Family Law. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Metallica, absolutely nothing else matters. One of their more popular, popular songs. Well, they're on Kimmel all week. uh, They sat down on the couch with him. They were great. They were great, lively couch following uh, Jeremy Renner, who stopped by Jimmy Kimmel. And, um, you know, we just watched last week his Diane Sawyer interview with uh, her about the snowplow accident. And they pretty much kept... I mean, Jimmy Kimmel was fascinated with the details mm-hmm. of the accident. And Me too. we were impressed with Renner's Diane Sawyer interview in that he was just like, this was my, a stupid accident that I caused. Yeah. And, you know, the like pain that he caused his family. family. And then just the story about, you know, I could see with my eye, my other eye was like sitting on top of my forehead, mm-hmm. you know, and I realized that everything like... I, you know he but he doesn't i guess in talking about it it's one way of like working through mm-hmm. like the you know blah, well that's i actually see a pain that. psychologist myself yeah. I, I don't even go see a psychiatrist or a, or a therapist i go see a pain because i have constant pain all the time yeah and i find that talking about it and it's getting helpful. it it helps me drum- immensely so it's like swearing when you hit your yeah, thumb you, with a hammer or you stub if, your toe or something and if yeah. you say a bad word it does help with the pain yeah. it really truly does absolutely but so. anyway uh he was uh you know kimmel just was like being such a you know, guy, but he was really, you know, just like, because Renner described it as he said, yeah, it was like I was under a 40 ton cookie uh, dough roller, roller, yes. rolling pin, he mm-hmm. said, and somehow it missed every vertebrae, I know. my brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but he's got, you know, titanium well, he's got an, ribs. He's got, titan- he's yeah, got he's a got- titanium jaw. Yeah, they, they, they. Rubber bands and screws. So even during the interview with Diane Sawyer, remember he had to stop, stop. talking because it yeah. hurt so bad to talk. He has a metal plate in his eye where they fixed his orbital bone because right. it was crushed. He's got stitches in the back of his skull where it had it's, cracked he's open. He's a living miracle. Yeah, he's a really, living and, miracle. And we're sitting here April 11th, and he walked into this Jimmy Kimmel yeah, with a cane. With a cane. The, with a cane. And then he Four did months. his signature little dance thing. Yes. That he's known for. Uh, but anyway, let's play the... Uh, where he talks to Kimmel about the silver lining that came out of his accident. 
this was a horrible thing that happened to you. But what's the what's the best thing about it? Uh, looking back at the whole deal, I don't know if it's the best thing, but I think the first thing that I when I did my yeah, my first surgeries and from the, the 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 ribs and stuff, I woke up. First thing I ever thought about, my first conscious thought was like, "Holy hell, the my calendar is freed up for the rest of the year." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I was making plans. I was making so many plans. I was gonna buy a boat. I go, we're gonna live in Mexico. And all these plans I was gonna make because my year was pretty jammed up until I got crushed, right? It's a solid excuse. It's a grand. Now I'm like, no one can mess with me. I'm free. I love that. And it was so cute. You know, his nephew, his mom, his sister. There were like five family members in the front row. You know, at Kimmel, and you kind of feel like you knew them from the Diane. Sawyer interview, but uh, Casey, when because he talked to Kimmel about, he said, "Yeah, my mom read to me. She didn't know if she could hear me or whatever." And Casey um, said that he he goes, "I just am having a flashback of reading to my dad when he was in the hospital in New Smyrna, and it was during Bike Week when he was in for whatever his." Oh no! It was in. He was in the most horrible. Where everyone had brain damage and bicycle accidents. And Casey was reading Harry Potter. and Aww. That's he, funny because I played Barbara Streisand in his ear. Yeah, and it's he's funny. reading Harry Potter. And he said that he said his voice got so dry. And when your dad left the hospital, there were a couple of long-term biker pay, that dudes that were like, we're really going to miss your reading. Aww. Because Casey is loud. <laughs> and I can't imagine he's a soft reader. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, you always see that in TV shows and movies. You know, talk to somebody that's, you know, unconscious or in a mm-hmm. coma. They can hear you sing to them or whatever. So anyway, he was just delightful. And then I think uh, uh, they also showed Paul Rudd doing a fake cameo about, you know, next time let the snow melt. And yeah, that was kind of funny. And then we have another clip of uh, Jeremy Renner getting kicked out of the ICU <laughs> after his accident, the first hospital that they brought him to. Kept trying to get out of the hospital. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. As soon as I was in it, yeah. I'm like, I'm out of here. I hate this. What I was wearing It's gross. I mean, <laughs> and it was. It was terrible. How long were you in the hospital? I thought I was there for a couple days. Apparently, I was there for like, what, a week? The first hospital, right? Well, total, there's two different ICUs. I got kicked out of the first one. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, look, man, 
they put you on so many drugs, and it it was a sort of a it was a under construction sort of ICU. They weren't done with the ICU area when I got there. So they put me like in a janitor's closet. <laughs> like it was a VIP thing, but it's like janitor, it had no bathroom in it. And I'm like, the lights are flickering. Everyone here is moaning, like they're dying in the ICU. I'm like, this is like a haunted house. And I'm like, it's Jeez. called ICU, like ICU. <laughs> he was really funny. Haunted house. I'm like, I want out of this place. I'm not gonna get better here. So <laughs> did you feel you were hallucinating? Like this is something. I, I'm going back to this hospital this week to apologize to every oh, really? one of those nurses. Yeah. Yes. That's true. I feel like this has brought out a different side of Jeremy that. In the well, past. it would. It would yeah. have to because I mean, he's it would just totally. It's changed your life in an instant. You have to rethink everything. Yeah. That you think you've been so sure of. Well, he had a, you've had this life changing so close to. Yeah. Not being here anymore. Yeah, he said he had to relearn how to talk. He had to walk. I mean, everything yeah. he's having to relearn. So he's like obviously found this newfound perspective on life. But it's just he's if, again. We are four months. And Four months just, from this. Yeah, and we just finished Mayor of Kingstown last night. I, the I, second the second season. Did you watch the finale, Grant? I did not yet. No, I have not seen okay. the finale. Okay, I think that show, the way it ends, that's the ending. It could. I, it, it could be because uh, that show... Well, I remember when they started it, they had a little it's bit It's very of, Sons of Anarchy, Julia. It's a very violent um, show, but Jeremy Renner is the unofficial mayor of Kingstown, and he is everything mm -hmm. in this role. Oh, I believe like Charlie it. Charlie Hunnam yes. was with Sons of Anarchy. He just kind of... Uh, and it's a weird, you know, Diane Weist is in it, and I it's know. kind of this interesting The cast. other people that were fun, though, is Metallica. Oh, they were. We, okay, so yeah, we I, I can't even think of a Metallica song. We just played one. Yeah. Okay. No, I was nothing out of the else room. matters. Yeah, you were heading Yeah, up. but yeah. you, I, I like, we know Metallica songs, but we can't name one. Right. <laughs> well, so what they're doing is um, they're, go they're going on a new concert tour and they're kicking off in Europe. And every city they go to, they're doing a two night tour. And each night they're playing completely different set lists. Set lists. That's cool. And um, I kind of, I've never seen or heard, I've seen, you know, album covers and I'm sure I know some of their music, but. Seeing these, the four guys sit down with Jimmy Kimmel and talk, I was intrigued. They're going to be... The well, welcome to the party 40 years late, Julia, well, to the Metallica listen, party. I don't and think they I'm discovered Noah's Stranger Things. They did. Yeah, and yeah, then they're yeah. doing this huge marching band contest to give money back yeah. to schools. They were just cute. I think that's kind of a fun thing that they're going to be on Kimmel all week. And the leader of their band was huge in bringing down Napster. Yeah, oh, pirating that's right. music. That's their right. Metallica and their efforts were pretty mm -hmm. much why we can't pirate music anymore. Mm -hmm. So they're very, they're known for that as well. Yeah. Big time. Very, so, very right. fun. Hey, gang, it's Lori and Julia here for Furniture Manor. And, you know, it's not every day you might need a new couch or chair or beautiful mirror or beautiful piece of large art or a gorgeous bedroom set. But when you do, I think you just please go visit Furniture Manor. It is one of those places. That if you've never been there, you're going to say, why haven't I been here before? I absolutely love this showroom. It's gorgeous. They're two miles north of 694 on County Road 81 in Osseo. And that is an exit before or after, depending on which direction you're coming for. The shops at Arbor Lake. It's just a gorgeous place to shop. The designers all, everyone there has a design background. They love working with my talkers. They want to know 
what you're thinking of, what's your budget, how can we help you. And if you just struggle with design, let them take care of you. Make sure you're not making any mistakes. And if you don't and just need to go pick out stuff, they're there too. But if you love it, it's on the showroom floor. They'll sell it to you or get something customized. So many things can be done that way. You're going to love Furniture Manor. We have a book treat for you guys today. Welcome to the Low J Book Club, brought to you by Book Club Restaurant, where if you mention our book club, you can uh, order a free appetizer or dessert. With your meal. With your meal. And uh-huh. we're delighted because uh, Kim Sherwood, who's having her American book birthday for a, a new series, it's called Double or Nothing, is joining us. And uh, Kim, wow, James Bond is missing. Time is running out, and you wrote a heck of a story. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, Oh, my God. Just absolutely brilliant. You have to tell us how it is that you come. We did not realize that, you know, there hadn't been a James Bond novel in such a long time. And the family, how this all came about for you. So I've been a James Bond fan all of my life. And really all of my life, I've said to anybody who would listen one day, I want to write James Bond. And luckily one day I, I said it to the right person. And it got back to the Flemings um, through my agent and they loved my first book and they liked my ideas and they invited me to come on. So it really is a lifelong dream come true. It's so fun. We we, we pulled you up today. Well, did we watch her on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, Twitter. Because this is, with your, yeah, your, Kim, Kim, your, your first, so cute. this is Double or Nothing. The author's with us from the UK, Kim Sherwood. And you're this is your very first US book, right? That's right, yeah, my, my first book to ever come out in America, so I'm really excited. It's so great. So give everybody the setup of the, this book, Double or Nothing. So at the start of Double or Nothing, James Bond is missing, possibly captured, possibly even killed, MI6 don't know, and there's a new ensemble cast of double O agents who are trying to find him while also trying to avert a climate catastrophe. It's so... It is. Damn good. And I mean, Kim, I'm reading it and, you know, I am kind of having the realization that James Bond exists in no time or space. Like his story is endless. And then you've upped the story and the espionage because you have all this, you know, the quantum computing, the climate stuff, all the things that you're making feel real, feel now. But James Bond is like this timeless character and we know that all this spying goes on. So, I mean, I just kept turning the pages. You kept me up very late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry about that, but I think you're totally right. James Bond is a character outside of time and space. That's such a great way to put it. In some ways, he's like a fairy tale character. And until very recently on screen, he didn't even age. You know, it was only recently we saw him become a double O. So, I, I wanted to kind of get into what is it about this character that we love so much? What is it about him that's so timeless? And to look at him from the perspective of these new double O's. Did you, oh, did you have a, like, okay, so we have this local author, Minnesota, Brian Freeman, and he was hired by the Robert Ludman estate. Ludlum. estate. For Bourne. To write the Bourne books after he passed. How much pressure did you feel being able to write the very first Bond book in so long? I mean, was that overwhelming or was it just it was exciting? A dream, was Joel. it just destiny? <laughs> well, I was lucky in some ways because I was writing it during the pandemic um, and it was a secret, so nobody knew. And I was just writing it locked in my room, which is a funny way to write a, a mm-hmm. kind of global, uh, you know, story of espionage and travel. But 
I it was it was like it was just me and I was just playing, you know, like I was a kid playing James Bond again. And I think that really helped take the pressure off. Right, because you did have that unlimited time yes. to be with yourself and your imagination. And we do have tech billionaires that do have too much power that make people be worried at night. And we do hope that there are, you know, good um, spies out there that are, you know, spying for the right reason. And I mean, I, you can tell that you're a fan, Kim, of an espionage uh, novel because you just the book was really quite electrifying, I thought, with the twists and turns and getting to know the new double O's. Oh, thank you. Well, I think that that's one of the amazing things about spy fiction, that it takes these conflicts on vast scales that that are really frightening and concealed and comprehensible, and it shrinks them down to a human scale. You know, instead of uh, during the Cold War, instead of capitalism versus communism, it was James Bond versus Rosa Klebb. You know, it shrunk it down to a human scale. And mm-hmm. that's what I find comforting about spy fiction and comforting about creating these new double O characters who can tackle these things in the world that scare me, but they could be heroic. Yes. Right. It's right. And, you know, I I loved reading more about you and that your grandfather, George Baker, was an actor and appeared in several Bond films. So it's kind of it really that's was right. in your blood. That's right. And actually, Ian Fleming wanted him to play Bond when they met. He said, that's my Bond. But George was tied up in a multi-picture deal that he couldn't get out of. Uh, But he was very delighted to come back around to Bond. And he appeared in a few films, um, most notably as a Hilary Bray and on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Right. So I think he would be really pleased that it's come around again in this circular way to the family. That is just amazing that that he wanted your grandfather to play James Bond. Funny how things work out. <laughs> it really is. So, what do you? So, for people who have never read Bond um, stories before, the book is Double or Nothing. We're talking. It's her book birthday. Kim Sherwood, first U.S. book um, published over and Double or Nothing. What do you want? Yeah, uh, Lori and I have never read James Bond books. We've I've watched, never read an Ian no, Fleming novel. Never. But I've we've watched, watched every single Bond movie. What What has kind of been the response from readers about you know? We've never read James Bond. I think it's bringing probably new readers to the whole James Bond world. That's right. I feel really pleased because um, hard fans of Bond, like me, Bond obsessives, are really responding and embracing the book. But also people who haven't read the book um, seem to be you know, really embracing it. Possibly because through having this new ensemble cast as double-O agents, you bring in new characters, so there's 003, Johanna Harwood, the first female double O to be a main character. Um, you know, there's kind of new perspectives that hopefully invite more people into the, the world of Bond. Wow. I think it's exciting. I hope your your agent is busy with the movie people because they're going to want to <laughs> lock this script down. They can just start completely all over and afresh and you just have... You know, the James Bond and flashbacks, because he could be a triple agent, Kim, the way you've set this trilogy up. You've left us dangling at the end of Double or Nothing. Yeah, that's right. And that's one of the, um, you know, one of the challenges of the book was to bring in these new characters and to give them space on the page. So that was why I thought I'll have Bond missing from the start. But he's Mm -hmm. both kind of um, absent and present, because as you say, he's there in flashbacks. He's there in people's memories. And there's a big cliffhanger for readers at the end. Yeah. It's so fun. Is the second book already written? And is it called Triple or Nothing? Or what is the, (laughs) you know, what's 
What's <laughs> going on with Alabama? Double we have to wait for the Double O novel. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is already written. Um, we're looking at covers and things like that okay. now, which is really exciting. So it won't be too long a wait. Oh, okay. you must be so... That, how congratulations. You have to come back because really... So good. This is, this is so exciting, and we're so delighted to have you. Can you, I was reading, you know, about your favorite authors and things, because you've just been a fan of books forever, like most of us. Mm-hmm. Or And can you tell us, um, Kim, the last great book that you read? Oh, that's so hard to choose. But one I would really recommend that I read recently for the first time is The Heat of the Day by Elizabeth Bowen, which is a spy novel uh, written just after World War II and based on her wartime experiences in London. And it's luminous writing, but one of the reasons I particularly like it is because when we talk about the history of spy fiction, we often tell quite a male story. Yeah. Right. Actually, there's been amazing female writers in the genre, and she was there right in, in the beginning, and it's kind of evolution around World War II. So I'd really recommend The Heat of the Day. All right, excellent. Okay, and then also, Kim, we have to thank you at the end of Double or Nothing, you give a nod to Ian Fleming, and we did not know that he wrote for his son the book that became the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's incredible what you think about it, to be responsible for two such iconic stories. Yeah, and I'd go completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Anyway, we got quite a kick out of uh, learning that. And again, congratulations. I hope uh, we'll be able to have you back on for your next book, but double or nothing, James Bond is missing, time is running out. Kim, thank you for uh, being with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This has been lovely. Yes, absolutely. It has been, it has been lovely. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just love it. it really, I did. I read this book yeah. in a day and stayed up yeah. late to finish it because I just... Couldn't I was like, oh no, I've got to find out what happens to Joanna Harwood, 003. You know, it's good. I was it's good. I, um, just really, and and I do like you know, Ludlum, and you know, I we like I like these spy born books and all of that. If they're well done, John Le Carre, you know, well, you would have liked the Syndicate Spy. You were in Hawaii when we interviewed uh, that author, and she's a former CIA agent, so I like. Female spy stories. Oh, it's really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Um, okay, so Grant, um, we've got a couple of books to give away. Yeah. Six five yeah. one six four one one zero seven one. This is a a wonderful read. People pick it up. It's it comes out in trade paperback. It's called yeah. Double or Nothing. James Bond is missing and time is running out. Yeah, it's this. And I like you said, I've never read an Ian Fleming no. James Bond book. You know, because I was like, been I was like, oh, I got the movies. You know, so anyway, but I really, I was like, I don't know why, because I've read all the Ludlum. Right. The Charm School, that still, I think, is what the Americans was maybe loosely based on that whole idea of creating, recreating Western people in Russia to be, you know, like come in and spy and pose as Americans. Yeah, I can see that. Us, the oh, show with the Americans. Don't that give anyone great, else an idea. That was a great, though, <laughs> great show. show. Oh, so that good. was that was when uh, Pootie was in the KGB early days. Early days. Early days. Mm-hmm. Early days. All right, Grant, you're probably getting a ton yeah, of calls. Yeah, I've got the, the calls. The, the phones are ringing okay. off the hook. So. I feel like dancing. Anyone who's outside today. Oh, yeah, they've got to glide in their step. I know. A hitch in their Ride gaze. with the windows down. Yeah. What, oh. do we, what do we call the smoking spot outside, Grant? The, oh, the shame center? The shame center. <laughs> Center, we have like a 
An old bus. It's like a bus. You know, like if you're bus waiting depot. on the yeah, yeah bus depot. Bus if you're waiting depot. on the side there to get picked up by the bus, it's right in the main entrance of the building. So in the back, every, in the back, in the back. But yes, but as every employee and or person <laughs> that works here, they drive by you and or walk by you and give you the old shame, shame, shame. And there's no sides. It's just exposed. And yeah. so a colleague Do of ours actually scold you guys. No, no, no but we feel like it. a yeah, colleague yeah, of ours <laughs> said it's such a nice day. She wants to take her laptop top right. out to the shame. Shack. Right. Shack. We got to give a shout out to Mary and Lynn, who are our book winners today. Double or Nothing by Kim Sherwood. A fantastic book, a quick, fun read. And who's ever read a James Bond book? I mean, I really never had. And, yeah. And, and I like the idea of where this story took it because really, Bond is timeless. Right. And we've kind of gotten stuck because of the. End of Daniel Craig's Bond, like that. That was the end of Bond, but no, no Bond way. is just beyond. And that. let's just be honest, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Um, I want to let people know another thing on the LoJ Book Club live event a week from today at Book Club Restaurant with William Kent Kruger. Have you figured it out? I, yes. I'm still working on it, but if you go to mytalk1071.com, yeah. and you click on events, that's it's, the only way. Yeah, it's the only way to get there. So don't use a keyword. Okay. Click on events. Or if you go to Facebook, Lori Julia, we've got an, a way or book club restaurant Facebook. Already know you're giving too many. Okay, options. but click on events and then go down and click on it. It's it's there. You can sign up. We want to see you next week. There's still a space space available, and we are having just. Yeah, it just was. I think a confusing delivery. Yeah, so we'll just figure it out. Yeah. So please go sign up. We'd love to see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so the biggest thing when you go to my talks homepage, if you go to there's going to be four tabs, five tabs at the top. Yep. Station and then go down to community events. That's Good the big Lord. community yeah. events. Just go look for station. I just went to station events. Yeah. Commu- uh, yeah, community or station. Okay, oh, yeah, I, you're right. Station it's though. confusing. Yeah. Riddle me this, you two. Okay. And I'm not, don't scree- start screaming at me. I'm not going to give away one single thing. Uh, no, don't. Okay. But Please. I want to know how it is that you can be in the business that we're in and not have read a spoiler for. Succession because they only it, that was only kept a spoiler like overnight. Uh, they consider it overnight. It aired on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and they get they like on extra. Mm-hmm. They had it right in the teaser headline. Okay. Exactly what happened. That was in the. You couldn't escape it. it okay, was like, well, it, I don't watch extra. But I, I'm just saying, on I'm going to tell so you. So many things that you have said it, though, right in. The LA Times spoiled it. Everyone spoiled it. Here's what I know How, I see succession in the headline and I turn my eyes away. Re- I stopped reading. Yeah. I I've read stopped too reading. Fast. I don't, I'm reading. You I can are. read too fast. I can't not. So you didn't even it. watch episode one or two. Lori just skipped I just, well, to three. Yeah, oh, it was so great. <laughs> Because Don't tell Grant, us. Uh-uh. No, but all I'm going to say is that last season, season three, yeah. 10 episodes, seven of them were dreadfully dull. Yes. And the last three Picked were really all you needed to see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because this family is just awful to each other. It is what I Im- imagine a dysfunctional billionaire families to be like. <laughs> and it makes me feel somewhat happy that despite all their money, they just are just dysfunctional as just yeah. hell. Right. And um, so I just, I don't need to watch the first two episodes. I'll just watch this one. And I unpacked my bags from from Hawaii and kind of got organized. And I don't feel like I missed a damn thing. I Perfect. watched the recap.
Perfect. And, um, you know, and it was already spoiled because you I watched extra first. It's amazing because I, I don't even know what talk show they were talking about, the spoiler. And I just click off. It was on our station. Mike was reading the headlines oh, that the no. L.A. Times. I was ca- driving into work, and he was reading that the L.A. Times spoiler, and I knew where he was going. I clicked. Yeah. I, I do some not. Some of them are writing the thing that happened in the headline. That's the problem. I'm not reading any of them. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I'm just like going, whoa. You can keep you... your head in the sand really deep if you want to. This one's been harder. This one's really yeah. harder. But, I but Lori, you speed read. So, you're reading 14 qu- Paragraphs in front of after the word succession. I read succession and turn my head away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Our eyes don't aren't trained. Right, or they're not absorbing. Grant, don't you them. think they're yes. not that they're not that hungry to read all the words oh, at wow. once? <laughs> I did. Wow. I unfortunately, I see. What wow. I came across one headline where it was so obvious. I got about half of it. And don't I, tell me. I'm not. No, I'm not. No. And I and I think I know what it is, but I've chosen to keep continually ignoring it. But this is also going on. And you mentioned Mike. I was talking about this with Mike during one of our breaks. They're doing this with The Last of Us already. They're doing conversations and talking no, if about... it's a Sunday night show. Here, this is my no, theory. If it's for the next like season. Sun- they're no, already, for the they're next- already telling us what to expect. Like, not just like what to expect, but like big, big spoilers. Because they're like, well, the game's we, out. You, you should really know this. You don't really know if they're spoiling or if they're throwing a little side sauce No, these are, these are pretty... These are pretty... Because they're not... We're not detailed. supposed to... Yeah, we're not going to be getting it until the end of 2024. Yeah. Well, forget. They're well, relying on our memories. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're planting those because nobody... It's going to be so long. We can't... We, we won't remember why we fell in love with it in 2020. <laughs> Uh, beginning of, of 2023, it'll be so long before we see it again. Yeah, we won't watch it. They say until the end of 2024. Oh my God, I'm gonna. I hope I'm here. Like I'm worried <laughs> about the last five episodes of Yellowstone of season. Are five. we gonna get it? Uh, you know, because they have not filmed any of it. Yet. I haven't even watched more than the first three of that season, so I have. A, I can, can rewatch just, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to speed watch. I. I but Succession, I, I really think, you, Julie, you can skip the first two episodes. I watched the first one. Oh, I just, right. I already watched the first one. Okay, I just so you already put in the time. I put in the time. And, they are horrible and, people. They are and ridiculous they, And people. I'm going to agree with you. They're monotonly, <laughs> monotonous and kind of boring. Yeah. And who cares yeah. who walks in the building first for positioning? Yeah, they're so petty. They, they spend their their energy these very very wealthy. wealthy medial people on so they spend so much time on optics right. and not on substance yeah. is what that show does for me sometimes yeah. i don't know um there's there's a there's a great quote but i don't know what episode it comes from so i won't say it but um Please don't. I won't, yeah. It's I did a very good job of not spoiling it. I just let you know that I just broke down. Yeah. I thought, well, screw it. I uh-huh. might as well just I wish- watch it. And I watched it, and I have to say, I enjoyed it. It was kind of <laughs> riveting. I started crying. Uh, you know, it, it was... All right. So now we know you're going to have tears. So that was sort of a spoil. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, let me tell you what I'd love you to fast speed read is the fact that the cover of the Star Tribune today says two century-old shipwrecks have been discovered in Lake Superior, which is the graveyard of the Great Lakes. Oh, yes, it is. So two more ships number in Lake Superior on November 18th, 1914, when it encountered... Catastrophic weather. Yeah, the big All waves three vessels sank. Disappeared. For more Where than a hundred years. 
Like where they find them? And it's been what? missing. I'm I'm looking. I right. like I said. I wish you would have speed read this. Okay. That, <laughs> the rest of the story is going to come later. Okay. But this is exciting news. It's we've discovered more, and I wonder if we're going to have a song. Let me on down the clip and down the old no. CF Curtis. <laughs> the the barge carrying No, but it, but it's the new one. The CF Curtis. Uh, the barge pulling two went down in 1914 too. I don't know. Oh we might gosh. get a new song. Yeah, well, we have our sea shanty song that Rocco wrote us. But that doesn't have off. anything to do with the CF Curtis. Well, I know, but it's a shanty and we're on a boat. Oh, we're on a boat and we're standing on the floor. There's weather. Okay. There could be a shipwreck. All right, look at the time, Grant. It's time to go. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to Slory and Julia.